Cloudcast Media presents, from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to episode 103 of the Cloudcast. This week we're coming to you live from CloudOpen and LinuxCon here in New Orleans. Um, this week the shows are sponsored again by Open at Citrix and the Linux Foundation. Big, big thanks to them. And we're going to talk uh, OpenStack and Foundation uh, real quickly today. Um, we've got some great guests around the table. Why don't you go ahead and each introduce yourselves quickly. Sure. Uh, I'm Jonathan Bryce, and I am the Executive Director of the OpenStack Foundation. And I'm Lauren Sell, Director of Marketing at the OpenStack Foundation. And Alan doesn't want to say anything. Okay. <laughs> the chairman of the board is quiet. No, this is Alan Clark. I'm the chair of the board. Awesome. Very good. Well, thanks for coming on. Jonathan, you were on How We Were Talking. It's been Episode 20. Yeah, I looked it up. a year and a half. Wow. You were, I think the foundation was just getting started. You guys were just kicking oh, it off. I think we were, yeah, probably just talking about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. And we so, did it. Yeah, exactly. Welcome back. So... You know, let, let's jump into this a little bit. I mean, we, we've talked uh, a little bit with, with Josh McKinty about some of the foundation things. We were talking a lot about like RefStack and Interop and Course and things. Um, we wanted to talk to you guys about, you know, kind of what's going on from a big picture perspective. What's going on with the summit? Uh, what's going on with contributors? You know, just kind of big trends that you've seen yeah. even over the last year. Yeah. So, um, you know, a, a year ago, actually, September 19th, 2012, is when the foundation launched. So we are, we're, we've been in existence for almost a year, and, uh, and our, entire, uh, our entire goal is really to coordinate the efforts of the community. Um, you know, we're a small team, and, and there, are, there are about 13 of us, and there are, you know, thousands of, of community members out there who are doing great work. And, and the things that, that we've seen over the last year as, uh, as the foundation has gotten off the ground and funded um, have, have really been just uh, how powerful it is when we can go out and create systems that let our, our users and our developers go out and like, do great things. And um, one of the biggest things that we've, that, uh, that, that we've done a lot of work on, along with um, some guys at HP, is our, is our, um, our development infrastructure. And you know we have uh, we have over a thousand developers. I think it's more like twelve hundred developers now that have contributed to, um, contributed to OpenStack. And as we um, enter the phase that we're in right now for our next release, where we hit feature freeze and release candidates, the development pace just goes to the roof. And we um, we get uh, hundreds of submissions per hour as people are are doing bug fixes and last minute feature inclusion and all this kind of thing. And and so when you have a group of developers that are distributed all over the world, um, contributing hundreds of things like that. It's just it takes a really robust system um, to, to handle all that, and, and we have a, a, a group of guys that have have automated all of that and and made it uh, really smooth and work very well. One of the things that's really interesting is, not surprisingly, it's all based off of open source tools. Um, some of them are have been out there, things like Garrett and Jenkins, and some of them are, are things that we've written. Um, and uh, and we're starting to see other projects pick that up and use use that method as well. And I think it's just it's a very robust and mature way for um, 
for not just open source, but really just any major collaborative software project to, to run. Yeah. Throw, throw out some of those numbers. We were talking about this before yeah. we pushed play. Throw out some of the numbers you were telling us. Yeah, so, so I think that we peaked at 400, um, 400 changes an hour uh, last week, or it might have been the week before when we were, when we were in feature freeze, which means that, uh, that what, our, what our infrastructure allows us to do is to, um, uh, to do automated testing where we deploy an entire OpenStack cloud with the new software, the change that's been submitted, run through a bunch of integration tests, run through API tests, and if that all works, then it goes into a queue where um, you know humans <laughs> look at it, review the change, comment on it. Two core developers have to accept it. Um, at that point, it goes through another set of automated tests, and uh, and then potentially gets merged into the trunk. So so we're literally creating a thousand OpenStack clouds on some days um, to do this testing, and uh, and that's that's something that we we implemented about um, about a year ago. That that sort of multi-step testing process and it's really it's really helped the the, uh, the consistency of quality in the code base to to increase a lot yeah that does that so that's obviously functionality testing does it also involve any sort of performance testing or scale testing yeah so there's there's not a um, so you know we use these gates where if you if you don't pass these tests um, completely then the code doesn't get accepted and we have a uh, there's not a, a hard gate in the code that says if it doesn't run within this time frame, but if it doesn't run within that time frame, then um, then it basically shows up in the in the reviews. You can kind of see like how long did these tests take? You know, did they run for longer than normal? And so it's it's something that that is still more human driven than, than sort of automated. But I know that uh, that the team has talked about about um, putting different gates in for for things like performance and, and impacts around that. So, you know, the, 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 the Hong Kong Summit's coming up. Yeah. Um, big deal, oops, um, because obviously it's going outside the U.S. So first yeah. time it's kind of a different part of the world. Um, I know you guys are going to have a different way of, of how you do discussions. I think Josh was telling us there's going to be kind of, you want, to, you want customer involvement, you want developer involvement, but you don't want to overrun the the architectural sessions with people asking basic, like talk about yeah. how that, what that's going to be different and what you're trying to, to do with the, the summit this time. Sure. So, you know, we, we do these summits every six months and every everyone up to this point since the, the first one in, in uh, July of 2010 has, has been in the U.S. And this is the first time that we are, are going out of the U.S. We've always had, they've always been international, you know, I mean, we had people from 30 plus countries, I think, at the last one. But uh, this is the first time that we're really going outside of the U.S. and we're going to Hong Kong and, uh, um, you know, we're expecting many thousands of people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> three to four thousand people probably that, that are going to be there. And, uh, and, you know, the summit started out as mostly just developers. And then we started to have users and then we started to have businesses and it just keeps growing. And so we, we've tweaked the format every time. And, uh, and this time, you know, there continues to be the developer um, design summit where all of those really in-depth discussions about how is OpenStack going to get built, um, you know, those happen still. But uh, as, as you were mentioning a little while ago, um, the, the biggest track at, the, at this upcoming summit is, uh, is what we call the operations track. And it's basically where you can go and you can hear from people who are running OpenStack clouds right now um, about how they're doing it. And, uh, and, you know, it's really exciting. We, we're just sort of finishing up the agenda, um, and we're going to be announcing who, who some of the companies are speaking. But, um, you know, we have, uh, we have companies that have talked before, like PayPal 
and uh, and eBay, and then also some new ones um, that are that are in the Asian market. One of the ones that that I'm really excited about is called Sea Trip, and uh, it's not a company that I'd ever heard of, but it's a ten billion dollar revenue company in China that uh, that's online travel. So it's uh, you know. It, it's Expedia or Travelocity, basically <laughs> sure, in, sure. You know, in China, and it's a massive company, and and they um, they use OpenStack extensively. And um, Yahoo Japan is another uh, another uh, another company that uh, that's going to be speaking. And so it's just it's uh, it's always really exciting because when we head into the summits, we um, we we find out about uh, just usually you know a lot of companies that we didn't necessarily know were using it, and uh, and just find out great new use cases for what they're going to be doing. How do you, you know, one of the, one of the hardest things I would guess for you guys, you've got, like you said, 1,200, 1,000 developers, you've got a bunch of companies that are either part of the foundation or there's some level, you know, companies just by their nature have different agendas, priorities, or like, how do you, how do you sort through that? How do you take, you know, what might be considered politics versus, you know, what people want realities, you yeah. know, like like commercial companies will take feedback from company, you know, customers. How do you guys do that? Is it like how <laughs> yeah. do you do that across such a massive amount of potential inputs? It's a that's actually a question that we are always working on, and um, one of the things that's going on right now is it's our second user survey, and so we we um, we created this system where users can come register and uh, um, basically answer some general questions about OpenStack about the ecosystem about, you know, the kinds of things that they're doing and then get into, if they choose, you know, very specific um, information about their OpenStack deployments. And all of this information is kept strictly confidential with the foundation staff and the user committee, which is made up of, of, uh, of users. And, uh, and, and so um, we've gotten some really great and, you know, candid feedback from people. And, and we think that, uh, that it's just very critical for us to um, you know, we love the companies who are in the ecosystem because they're out there solving real problems for, for customers. But we also want to make sure that we we uh, sort of maintain a direct link to the people who are running the software, so that uh, that we 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 do get that overall big picture viewpoint of this is ultimately you know what people want. Um, and in the in the last survey that we did, which we did in, in March of this year, the um, the the top one or two um, things that, that people said they needed. Was uh, was more access to OpenStack talent, and there there are a ton of OpenStack job openings right now, and it's something that that people are saying, you know, this is actually slowing my OpenStack deployment down. Is I can't get I can't find experts, I can't get yeah. people trained fast enough, and so one of the things that, that has come out of that is actually just today we launched a uh, what we're calling the training marketplace. So if you go to openstack.org/training, then um, you can see a, a, a set of companies who have who are in the ecosystem, who are providing training services. They've agreed to um, to maintain certain levels of, uh, of standardization around their coursework and um, you know currency. So they're not they're going to be teaching on a recent version of the software, covering the the core basics, and uh, um, and we're able to to basically you know present that information in a single place. And what's great about it is these companies are based in Australia, in Austria, in South America, North America, um, and we have uh, just already today we have um, courses in I think 26 different cities, 11 different countries, uh, and, and you know that's that's those kinds of programs that span multiple vendors and around the planet are the kinds of things that, that we want to do um, to meet those needs when we hear directly from users, you know, I need more people or I need to be able to train my people. 
And there's, and that's, is there, I mean, obviously folks can go out and take a look at it. Is that a mix of both, like, classroom training plus stuff you can do online if you want to tinker at night and stuff? Or yeah, so kind of... most of it is uh, is is um, in-person classroom training, but there are a few online courses as well that are, that are listed up there. And then there's also um, a community effort that's, that's pretty early on, but that is building, underneath our documentation project, building community-based training. Um, for uh, for people that yes you know on demand for, for yeah. free you can go have access to this kind of community based training. I think Colin's working on it. Colin yes, McNamara. Colin yeah. is. Yep, Colin and Sean Roberts from Yahoo. Yeah. So. Very cool. Very cool. So um, I'll ask one more. I've been, I've been no, no. The conversation. So, go ahead, man. Um, You're on a roll. Do it. Every I mean, you guys have been really good about every six months new release new release every six months. You know, typical software projects after a while features start piling in it gets a little bit bloated is the, is the plan to keep going six months do you get any feedback <laughs> that it needs to be shorter like, like longer so people have time to and as there's more and more it, core and projects and yeah yeah it's it's a discussion that happens at every single design summit and uh um you know we started out at, at on a three-month cycle okay which was really crazy <laughs> <laughs> But that One was week feature freeze. Yeah, <laughs> back when it was just Nova and that, that was back when it was just two projects, and uh, and you know we were just rapidly iterating through things. But um, you know we have a lot of people who are running it now in production, and so yes, this is a question they're like, you know, am I going to have to upgrade every every six months? Um, one of the things that's interesting that we're seeing, and this is this is, I don't I don't think that we know exactly how it's going to to look in in you know over the next couple of years. Um, but one of the trends that we've seen that's, that is really big inside of OpenStack and these deployments is that people are doing continuous delivery for their, for their OpenStack deployment. And, oh, okay. and it's, it's, which is, you know, it sounds kind of crazy <laughs> to, to think about, like, you know, you're constantly updating your underlying infrastructure. But some of our biggest deployments at, at you know, Fortune 100 companies, they are running um, OpenStack basically off of trunk. And they pull the software straight from the repository. Um, they do similar testing to what we're doing on the contribution side. They do that internally, and then you know start rolling it out across their infrastructure. So there are a lot of people who are who are sort of like already ahead of that. And then you know there are other people who um, follow the releases, and there are other people who just kind of like trail a release or two behind. And I think probably what we'll see is that. The development community will continue to have some sort of a, a time-based release process just to sort of organize the efforts. Um, for the people who want more of a of a, uh, a longer-term stable thing, they'll get that from an enterprise distribution provider. And uh, and then I think we'll over time, you know, we'll see more and more people who who really do this continuous deployment um, sort of methodology with it. And and that's a uh, um, I think that's that's just you know not just with OpenStack, but um, when we talk to companies like PayPal, that's what they're really trying to do for their businesses overall, so they can just constantly be pushing more value out to their customers more quickly. Right. Cool. cool. Well, very good stuff. Um, Lauren, you want to jump in? Are you, you going to be shy the rest of it? Do you want to jump in? Uh, any, no. Well, any, I, was I mean, gonna... any, anything for the users or anybody yeah. that you're trying to get feedback on? Well, or? I was going to add a little bit of what Jonathan was saying earlier, I think your question about, you know, how do you balance these different stakeholders across the community, and I think that's something that we've taken very seriously at the foundation, because, you know, we absolutely want these companies in the ecosystem to be successful that are building OpenStack products and OpenStack businesses, but 
we want to be that trusted source for the users too that we can maintain confidentiality and it's you know it gets as tactical as not sharing contact information on the other side or not exploiting them but I think the more that we can be this kind of trusted um, source in the community and help you know aggregate this user information or you know share value back with the ecosystem or with the developers is a really important role for us so yes our user survey is open now <laughs> until September 30th so um, we collected about 230 deployments in March this year, so really looking forward to seeing the data this time around. What, um, just if you if you recall, like how how much up to like the recent version were most of those? You know, so were they on Grizzly? Were they on the release before? I mean, do you get any how sense of trunk? how it people? Was a, I can't, I can't, it was actually a decent percentage so, that were running. Okay. When we when we when we released the survey, we had you know the version options, and they were all of the releases like Austin Bear, Cactus, Diablo, everything yeah. up up to. Uh, well, I think we had Grizzly. It was just before the Grizzly release, um, but we had Grizzly in there. And uh, and what we what we found within the first day is we had a bunch of people who were like writing us going, "You need to add another option. I'm running Trunk." Oh wow! And we were like, "What?" <laughs> and so we added that in there, and, and you know we had a, we had a bunch of people. But I think, as I remember, um, the vast majority of people were um, were no older than than um, a year. Yeah, so it was like. No, no older than, than the previous two releases. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And a lot on Trump, yes. So the, the other part of that survey I thought that was very interesting is the mix, right? I, I expected, well, so the mix of both pub, public and private mm-hmm. on-premise and hybrid clouds. I thought that was very interesting, but it was much more homogenous than I previously expected. Yes, there's a um, significant number of private cloud deployments, I would say, more than half, I can't remember the exact percentage. It was right actually now. larger than, yeah. than public. Which I think, you know, I mean, in my job, we talked to a lot of different analysts and kind of depending on their, their worldview, they were really surprised one way or the other. Like some people still think OpenStack is only for service providers and, and that size cloud, and some people think OpenStack is only for private clouds at this point. So, um, yeah, it was definitely, definitely a mix. Very, very cool. Well, guys, thank you very much for the time. Um, it was good, good updates. I know we covered, like I said, we covered a little bit of it. I think we got into a lot more depth here. Yep. Um, ton of cool stuff happening in Hong Kong. When does the big announcements of like all the sessions and speakers and potential customers Hopefully come next out? week. Okay. <laughs> we can, uh, so a lot of stuff coming out next week. We can finish wrapping up. Yeah, we have um, track chairs actually across the community. So we bring in, you know, whether they're expertise is networking or... Um, community building or operations so they helped us make the final selections and we had 600 speaking submissions this time for 120 sessions so it's just heartbreaking right now we're in the process of realizing like this session isn't going to be in because the content is really really good so we're looking forward to it but next week outstanding well you're going right i am we were were joking around earlier we're saying you know for for anybody who's that's the core part of their business. Like, if you're not getting invited to go, that might just become the new, like, <laughs> annual evaluation criteria. Do you yeah. get to go to Summit or not? You don't have to worry about the HR stuff. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's very, very cool. Thank you again for the time. And um, I guess, like we always say, if folks want to find more about the foundation, about what you guys are talking about, how, what's the best way to find them? Best way to find you out on the internet or out where you're going to be speaking or where can they come buy you a beer? <laughs> Openstack.org and, uh, and, and come to the Summit and I'm Jay Bryce on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And openstack.org slash training is where you can yeah. access the new, the new marketplace, too. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Before we go, uh, we need to, once again, thank our sponsors, uh, Open at Citrix and the Linux Foundation. Thank you very much. 
Um, if you like the show, please tell a friend or leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at thecloudcastnet or on the web at thecloudcast.net where you'll find links to everything Cloudcast. Thanks for listening.